Hello everyone, my name is Linda. Welcome to another episode of A Pack of Cards. A Pack of Cards is my personal story, a phone diary, and a chronicle journey of my life experiences as an entrepreneur a small business owner in Abuja, Nigeria, in West Africa. This is a story about how I battled depression, suicidal thoughts, and how my entire life as I knew it crumbled like a pack of cards right before my eyes because of the death cycle I went into. If you're listening for the first time, you will have to go back to the previous episodes to follow and keep track of the story. From this point on, after I realized I had spiraled already into this deep hole of death, even though I had three months ahead to look for money for this high socialite whom I assumed had powers to lock me up for life. I started to live in fear. I doubled up my efforts on the store, but I knew that the trickles could not raise me a tangible sum. On the other hand, my cash flow and bank statements had increased and was very active and it looked huge with numbers of transactions in and out. And that is what financial institutions like. Credit from lenders and then immediate credit to other creditors. I started to think of how I would pay her back and who could give me as much as 3 million naira to pay her. In my head, I thought I was buying time or when I could get a huge amount to offset all the debts as long as everybody was being paid at the time that they were supposed to be paid, I could keep going until I got someone or some breakthrough to help out. Little did I know that I was now on an evil errand for debt. I run around, get huge sums from private lenders, from money apps or from other microfinance banks depending on how much time I had to meet up with my commitment I would look for it I now had the requirements I understood what borrowing is like the process and their requirements and the eligibility for borrowing and since my account was robust enough was easier to get the funds and to get people to help. 
knew this was off, but what was I going to do? All I knew was that I had three months. So it was three months of fear, three months of looking around, three months of trying to get something from somewhere that was not from my business, money particularly, to put together and to pay the lady. I discussed this with my closer sister, my cousin, and a couple of friends. We were praying. <laughs> we, I tried to look for other sources of income and also intensify the sales on the store. And since I already know that the sales on the store cannot generate that bulk sum, we were not even doing a profit of one million naira yet. So how was I going to generate three million or two point nine million to give, you know, to the lady? So uh, my sister devised an idea that we could begin another small trade which she would sponsor. So we could make uh, braided wigs. We started to sell food stuff to be able to make money. It was a welcome idea. But she was going to handle the sales because she was not in this city. She was not in my city. She was in another country. So we'll make the wigs, we'll send them to her, she'll sell and make a good profit. And then she'll be able to give me some of the money because it can't even pay all. And while she was proffering this solution, I knew that I only had my borrowing to do. That was the easiest way. That was the only way to avoid jail or any of the ugly consequences that was very eminent. She sent the money, we did the wigs, I shipped them to her. Coincidentally, my agent in Lagos still did the shipment, it went well. Suffice to say that from after that incident, I and that agent we're still in communication till today. We still do business together and it has never repeated itself. If you ask me what gave me the courage to continue to do that, I would say it was the power of forgiveness, which I will tell you about in the, in the coming episodes. It was the power of forgiveness that gave me the courage to continue to do business with him. So she sent the money, we did it, we shipped it to her. It wasn't going to give us so much profit. We realized that considering what she put in, and because she was just introducing the business, it wasn't going to make so much. So I was still left with the option of borrowing again. And so I had to borrow, this time from two different places. 1.8 million from one money app and another 1.2 million 
from a private lender to make up three million to be able to meet up Madame's um, debt. And for her own, it was, it, I almost got into trouble because the repayment date had even passed. I think there was a public holiday in between or a weekend. And so I had time enough, but the time was against me and the money wasn't complete. But eventually when I was able to get the two, I put it together and I paid her. Now I was owing two people with interest of 10% for the 1.5 and then another interest of 12% for the 1.2. So the money had increased. I was now owing 3 million and then the interest for three months for both people was going to run into many more. So I wasn't spending this money on myself. I wasn't supporting my family or anyone else. I wasn't putting this money into my business 1278 Marketplace. The business on its own was sustaining itself because it had available vendors and products enough to run the minimal operations and the logistics that were involved. I knew this was not a life. This was on all levels so wrong. But somehow I had a faint and very thin hope that I might get investors, I might get a cash cow somehow, or a huge contract, or by some miracle get some money to get out of the debt that was now staring me in the face. By April of 2019, my debt profile had risen to almost 10 million naira. I didn't even look like my bank balance. I didn't have liquid cash. The business had not significantly improved. This whole thing was as confusing and disturbing as how it started in the first place. I might not be able to mention and break it down to the different names more than I have. And I'm trying as much as possible not to mention names of the people I borrowed from in details. But my bank balance and all the transactions are there. It's reflecting in all of it. Things became very bad. It started to tell it all, take it all on me. Uh, some of the lenders, especially the private lenders, will ask you to drop your vehicle as a collateral. They didn't want guarantors. And then 
the very first day I did that because subsequently I did it many more times but the very first day I dropped to my car I picked a taxi I wept all the way home this office was very far away from where my residence was and all through it was in the evening I received the credit I did the normal thing of transferring the credit to the person I owe and I worked all the way till the taxi got home I felt so irresponsible I felt uncontrollable I felt I was burning alive and I couldn't help it and I had no help I felt I had failed myself I just I just didn't know what to do and on some nights my elder sister will have to bail me out with upkeep money for personal bills meanwhile I probably would have disbursed millions of naira earlier in the day this was crazy I knew I needed urgent help it just felt like you're being pressed down and asked not to shout that's the best way I can describe it I think I'll stop this episode here as well um, in the next episode it gets even worse I continue to chronicle how bad it got remember I'm sharing this because I want to let myself go I want to forgive myself I want to complete my healing process and in the course of doing that I'm hoping that as I release anyone who will listen to this at least one person will learn something from my ordeal the layers will take time but I'm willing to do this and bear it all as honestly as transparently as objective and balanced and as much as I can remember I take full responsibilities for my actions and it's another reason why I'm not mentioning any names at all thank you for listening take care of yourselves bye bye